Hi, this is Sarah. And this is Tony. And this is Making It in Asheville. A podcast where the two of us get to sit down and talk to really cool people in Asheville and learn their stories and more or less learn how they make it in Asheville. And in this episode, we are talking with our dear friend, John Hopple, who runs an Airbnb business as well as has recently bought a home in Asheville. Two things that candidly, we are very interested in doing. Uh, The only thing I'd say is that when we started to do some homework, it seemed a lot harder and more complex than we had probably even thought it would be. So when we met John, we were really excited to learn about his process for starting an Airbnb business and get to know some practical tips and advice that he went through. Yeah. And so uh, rather than do it over beers at a local brewery, we decided to do it with microphones between us. And I think it was pretty good. I, You know, for a first interview, it wasn't bad. And, you know, you guys can be the judge. And so with that, uh, maybe we, here you go. All right, let's go into episode three, interview one of Making It in Asheville. Uh, enjoy. So let's 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 kick it off. Uh, we are with John Hopple today in a absolutely gorgeous traditional spelling. Tra- spelled traditionally, <laughs> I sometimes will invert the e and the l. Uh, I never he got actually did. That. I did. I did. I don't. I get, know, I everybody does. Sure. Yeah. Not hooked on phonics. I tried it once. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're in a absolutely gorgeous home in in West Asheville. One of the cooler neighborhoods, according to the internet. And also east, west. east, west. East, west. East, west is best, east, as they say. <laughs> east, west is best. I would agree. And so we're a stone's throw from uh, the French Broad. In is this house like a year old? How old is this home? August of 2018. 2018. So as of recording, less than a year old. Yeah. And it looks uh, stunning. So. Congrats, lots of luck. I don't know what the right thing to do to a new home is, but we'll figure out a gift to bring when we come back. We should have done it today. No way. Uh, <laughs> we'll try to find you some more toasters. Thank you. Thank you. I have, we have piping hot tea and koozied cold uh, bubbly water. It, the hospitality is off the charts. <laughs> and so this actually is perfect because today, one of the things that we want to talk to you about is... Uh, the 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 start of what might be a hospitality business run by you specifically, but also your wife Claire, right? Um, and so, in this, I guess I'll step back and then we'll get a little bit from you. But the idea is making it in Nashville. We've done it on the intros, and we're we're starting. And it's so fun that you were like the first friend of a friend coffee date that we had, and it's only seems appropriate that you're our first interviewee as well. And then also, when Sarah and I were like thinking, what would we do if we could do anything? On paper, it seemed like running an Airbnb out of a side apartment or basement apartment would be ideal. And then the internet scared us and scared me into thinking that might not be that good of a thing. And so this is so exciting for a million reasons. And so, John, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good, good to have you. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll step back and just say, how long have you been in Asheville? Uh, funny enough, 
two years as of yesterday, Whoa. if you saw Claire's Facebook post. Uh, so yeah, May 12th of 2017. Wow. Um, okay. We moved here. And, uh, you know, on a, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being best possible two years, how, how are you feeling about the last two years? Uh, for me, it's been amazing. Um, I had the benefit, I guess, of moving with a lot of freedom in front of me. I, I had left a job that was great for, for about six years. Um, but we, Claire's work enabled us to get here. And I had some time to kind of figure things out. Um, I had a nice long runway that she afforded me. Right on. But we've loved it. It's been definitely no less than eight and a half out of ten. <laughs> right on. I was hoping for eight, eight five or higher. Uh, that's cool. And so, Sarah, I mean, what what are we've we've gotten a coffee version of the backstory. What questions would you like to ask on the mic? about the backstory and the coming to Asheville. I think I would want to know why you moved here or what prompted the move here. Because I know you were mentioning earlier that you know you guys had thought about it and talked about it before, but it didn't quite happen. And so what made it happen this time? I would say the desire to move here has been coming and going for a number of years, uh, and, and we've been kind of different on different pages sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we knew as early as 2011 that we wanted to come this direction, generally speaking. We were out in the Midwest, mm -hmm. and it did not feel like home growing up. I grew up just an hour from here in South Carolina, just south. So the Midwest felt very foreign to me. Claire grew up in Pittsburgh, and neither one of us really had a, a sense that we'd end up there. Mm -hmm. So we were looking at Nashville, Knoxville, Asheville, Charlotte, some, some of the bigger cities in this region, Sands, Atlanta. <laughs> no Atlanta. And... But at that time, you know, we didn't have money uh, to, to provide much of a runway to, to kind of just show up and mm -hmm. hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And not that you shouldn't do that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, backstory, everyone in Asheville says, come with a job. Come with a job. Yes. So I think that's important to note. It's not like moving to New York or Atlanta where right. know, jobs are abundant. And, and Nashville... Tennessee, where we ended up um, almost eight years ago, was a good place for young people just to show up. Uh, Asheville can be unforgiving in that way because there's not a great job market for, I think, the skills that most college folks are coming to the table with. Uh, it tends to attract people who are either independent or old. Hmm. Um, and, and provide a, a landing spot for them. So in, in 2011, uh, we, we were interviewing for jobs and uh, there, was, there was a camp here actually that uh, I was gonna be a chef at potentially, but it was kind of a wait and see situation. And you know, 
they were kind of like, come move if you like. It might be three to six months before we can kind of make. And that just wasn't a reality for us. Yeah. We, we weren't finding apartments or houses that we could, that we either jived with or could afford. Mm-hmm. So we had opportunities that emerged in Nashville. We both took the first jobs that we were offered and which established us there. Mm-hmm. And really didn't for a while really did not plan on moving um especially me for anyone who's listening in nashville i didn't want to leave but, uh i was very happy there we were very happy there but um it was hard to be away from all family uh all places kind of familiar from from youth uh, especially for me and so when we had the opportunity to come here, it was hard to pass up. Right on. Very cool. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I so think the, so. And, I mean... and so then the opportunity was led mm-hmm. by Claire and in her, her current mm-hmm. role. Was it a switch from uh, the Nashville or, or was it interviewed and then she got a, got a gig and then you moved? B? B. Yeah. I okay. think I, think I understood so, what you're asking. Yeah, so it wasn't like the company that you worked for no, in Nashville no. has the office she was, here. She was, um, one of the reasons we could, uh, I guess, move was that uh, she was working for herself at the time, oh. um, freelancing and, and marketing and also doing some of her own fiction writing. And I was kind of the one holding us up because I had a pretty traditional job but it was time to to move on i'd been there almost six years and um they were clamping down on my freedoms Mm -hmm. and uh so when i kind of said i'm willing she but she then said i'll find a way yeah (laughs) yeah where there's a will yeah there's so i was kind of like i'm not gonna try to move but i'll hear you out yeah and if you find an opportunity that gets us there um I will gladly take off some time from working and go with you. Right on. And and so to kind of cut ahead, we do have full intentions of interviewing Claire and then potentially even a third for the entire Hubble family. So we're just oh, trying wow. to stretch this out. We could have we could have started with both, but we figured more content the better. Yeah. Uh, hear multiple sides of the story than you know maybe fact check with you with you both sure. together. And so that's I think I find that. Uh, really exciting and uh, not so different necessarily from our story in so much as like if you if you want it and we can make it happen we'll make it happen uh, that is awesome and at the time where you work you I, I think in our last conversation you said it was like food industry yeah food sales food so sales. I worked with restaurants um, selling them uh, food and non-food equipment yeah uh, that kind of thing, and uh, and it was it, it, the coolest part is is working with the people. Yeah. Uh, if it was just me and customers, I think it was sustainable. Yeah. But you had that third party element of a company mm. and managers and such yeah. that can make it tough. But it was great. Um, really was a good fit for a while. Awesome. Yeah. So fast forward, mm-hmm. I think I really want to dive into the Airbnb stuff. Yes. Um, I guess my biggest question about that is, 
uh, we've talked a lot about how difficult it is to start an Airbnb specifically in Asheville. And I would want to know more about that process. Like what, you know. Yeah. So I, I want to set the stage real quick because uh, it's not necessarily known that starting an Airbnb in Asheville is hard. And so uh, we, when we first got pretty serious about moving down here, we tried to figure out like, well, what, what could we do? Could we buy? Probably not. No. Um, but what would it take to buy? And if we could, like, could we offset it in rentable, you know, square footage to match the mortgage? And the math all seems like, yeah, this seems like it would be something that if you had enough for a down payment, you could, you know, set up an Airbnb and if not cover all of the mortgage, a pretty good percentage of it, this is a no brainer. And then you Google Airbnb in Asheville and it was just like, uh, city council, no, like a bunch of articles. People were doing it. We knew because we saw yeah, and we like, rented Airbnbs. There's, a, there's an, yeah, we had, exactly, we had rented an Airbnb, but there's an article where some guy or another uh, has like, you know, $500,000 in taxes or fines right. to the city. And so all of a sudden, I turned to Sarah and said, all right, let's put the Airbnb thing on an indefinite pause. Even if we could, it probably sounds like it's a lot to tackle. Then we have a conversation with you at uh, Summit Coffee Roasters, which was fantastic. And we hear that, you know what, you decided to figure it out. And so, so interested in hearing and just like opening the floor with, hey, how about Airbnbs in Asheville? Yeah. So like many things in life, I had someone help me figure this stuff out. So I, I, with Airbnbs in Asheville, it's definitely doable. Um, it's not, it's not so much hard. It's more just kind of like being willing to go with the constantly changing flow. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you want to do something simple, uh, it's pretty easy. If you want to do something great, it becomes more complicated because the city limits um, the number of rooms you can rent in your house. It has to be your primary residence. You cannot have kitchens. So if you want to attract the, the people who are going to pay the money to hopefully really offset your, right. you know, your mortgage, or, for instance, um, that's where it gets kind of hard. Uh, if you just want a studio sized, if you just want a studio sized place with one bed and, and, uh, a coffee maker, nobody's going to stop you, hmm. you know, which really to me kind of defeats the, like the whole attraction of Airbnb because people want to rent an Airbnb because they want to feel at home they can cook, right. they can, you know, live like they would normally. Whereas if you want, uh, bedroom and a coffee maker you can go stay at a hotel exactly and you need to be able to compete and differentiate yourself from others and that's where it become it can become hard now as i understand it uh and i i you know we decided when when we bought our house we we waited a few months and said let's let's see what kind of shakes out it was they were in the midst of a vote on some things but then they put it off and it continues 
almost uh, almost a year later, they're still kind of debating these things. So we just decided to comply yeah. as the rules stood, even though it meant we had to make some changes to the downstairs. Pretty minimal in the end. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's doable. Uh, I hope that they will, um, you know, lower the bar lower the bar within the house i understand like they don't want whole houses being taken mm-hmm. over by vacation rentals they don't want separate dwellings being put on properties to where you've got six eight people at a time on a property on the street but i fig i feel if you're gonna limit it to two rooms in a house for us that means typically we'll have two to four people we have we provide them a parking space in the driveway. We're trying to make our footprint be more or less the same as if we had people or not. Mm-hmm. Once that's established, I want to be able to do in my house with those folks um, the hospitality thing, um, the amenities. I feel like that's where I wish they would back off mm-hmm. to where we can provide an experience where we differentiate ourselves, where we stand out, and and. Uh, Compete, yeah. Because you know you're competing with hotels, you're competing with other Airbnbs. So I'd love to be explicit, if you would mind. Uh, And so, like, what of the low barriers? You want my address? No, (laughs) we won't. But we might, if you if you wanted, we could put links to your Airbnb profile and potentially send because this place is gorgeous. We can talk about that. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, And And so, like, hosts are not bad. And the hosts don't stink, Uh, but no promises. And then, okay, so you said that the barrier isn't so terrible if it's your primary residence. So let's just assume that the setup is comparable to this. So it's, you own a home, you have some sort of a basement unit, or maybe it's a side-by-side kind of home setup um, where it's flat, small, not, because uh, it sounds like there can only be two rooms. Like, what are some of those limiters as to uh, what your Airbnb can be? for i'd say like version one the easiest thing what you have going on here yeah so the things i should have probably printed something out but the things i remember as we were exploring was it has to be connected to and contiguous with your living space that you're in Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of places that have a basement that's retrofitted so the house is built, then years later, you build out the basement, but there's no connecting staircase because it was never intended that it would be a living area. That's a no-no. So it has to be connected and contiguous with and um, peripheral to the other uses of the house. So it can't be so different that, uh, it can't be so different and so separate um, that it seems like it's two separate units mm-hmm. the, the the house you live in and the house they live in mm-hmm. so that's the biggest thing and that's that kind of a judgment call a little bit for the for the inspector and you will be inspected that's another thing you have to be permitted and inspected yeah so you see that on some of the airbnb listings is like a, a seal some it sort should of be document. on all of them okay if it's in the city limits of Asheville, you have to be permitted and pay a fee of 200 odd dollars a year um the other thing 
is that so you can't have um, you can't have a traditional range oven you can't have a sink which is strange because you can obviously have a sink in a bathroom mm -hmm. but you can't have a sink in a kitchen huh. you have to have a fridge under a certain size it, it, like a college dorm kind yeah of it can be a little bit bigger than a than a mini fridge mm -hmm. but um i want to say maybe five cubic feet which is not big not real big i could be wrong on that um so you're you're really looking at and you mentioned two rooms earlier yes and they can't and it has to be the set or I believe it has to be the same party renting those two rooms. Kind so you can't, I was actually hoping when we were looking at, at houses to find a place that we could potentially do two separate. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you can't do that. And if, and if you can, I know that they're on this next vote that they're looking at, they're trying to eliminate that. Oh wow. So it needs to be one party. Um, you do not have to provide parking. So you don't have to have off street parking. Mm -hmm. But I you know, I would say you wanna make your neighbors happy. as happy as yeah. possible because much of these things are governed by your neighbors. Right. So if they have a problem with you, they will figure out a way to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. Um and if and if you do have happy neighbors, there's really a lot of things. There's really no... They have a third party kind of combing the, the sites, Airbnb, HomeAway, VRBO, looking for obvious violations like there's not a permit. Um, you have a pictured oven mm. on your listing, uh, that kind of thing. But things like, are you renting your whole house? Uh it's hard for them to know if you're renting your whole house unless your neighbors report you. Yeah. And we are not renting our whole house. <laughs> we live here. Uh, we, were, we were asked recently by a neighbor walking her dog. She's like, aren't people upset that you're not living there? And I was like, we are living here. She's like, you are? I was like, yeah, this is our house. We just have visitors often. Yeah. Wow. That I mean, for saying that you wish you had written it all down, that was uh, that seems like if there's more, that would be yeah. surprising, and uh, that was impressive off the top of your head. <laughs> I mean, so where where did you go to find this mm -hmm. information? I know you did a lot of research. Yeah, so the first place, I mean, I just looked at articles. So this this. Um, the local papers mm -hmm. have web articles about these things. Local papers like Citizen Times. Yeah, and um, Mountain Express. Mm -hmm. Now, what I've found is that they're not up to date. So, and staying up to date it is tough. Like, I thought I, and even printing stuff out from Metro's website. Mm-hmm. Even they're not updating their homestay ordinance as often as the discussion is moving forward. So I'll look in the homestay ordinance and be like, okay, the place we just looked at that we're considering buying, that's, we're good, right? Even the place we're in now, the builder built out the downstairs with the intent of this being a rental 
and, and, and satisfying all their standards, which was true at the time he pulled the building permit, but quickly changed. Mm. So I think if I could offer a piece of advice, it would be to read the council minutes as they come out because that's the only way to kind of stay on top of, of what's going on is to know what the council is doing. Um, so wake up in the morning, have your coffee, enjoy some leisurely reading of right. the council minutes. Right. And thankfully they, you, they, they do it in such a way where you can navigate it and okay, find. Yeah. You're not having to read all of it, thankfully. Uh, you can you can find what you need typically if they voted on something yeah. or, or whatever. I think that's so savvy. I mean, you said that at the cafe, and I was like, John Dang. gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know, I don't know. I, I just for whatever reason that reminded me of like in college, some people would use Wikipedia, and then other people would just like do better work. Like that sounds books. like the better yeah the book. <laughs> like that sounds like better work. Some people are trying am, to work fast. I, and that if you ask better. anybody about me, I, I'm much more like a Wikipedia than a deep thinker or researcher. But when, when you're talking about, um, you know, putting your all your money mm-hmm. into something, yeah, uh, you want to get it right. We could we we bought this, um, you know, needing it to work. Uh, it's, it's, was our living space, but it's also a business decision for us. And so there wasn't a scenario in which we could sit on the sidelines for six months and figure things out. We Mm -hmm. had to start renting it. We cannot afford to stay here if, if that's not part of the equation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that sharpens your focus when that much is on the line. Um, and yeah. So yeah, it's amazing I, I, how it can do that. Are are you? Did you open a business for this, or is this uh, just kind of run as? No. Okay. I I don't have like an LLC or anything. Okay. Um, but Airbnb makes it easy to keep your taxes in order and things like that. Okay. And I'm the son-in-law of a tax attorney, <laughs> so he's helpful as well. That sounds like it would help. I think. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So what about the people that you've hosted? Mm-hmm. I mean, what kinds of people do you typically see? Do you have any favorite stories from them? A lot of folks... It'll be interesting to see what the summer looks like. We've never done a summer. So I imagine summer is going to bring the most interesting folks. Um, as you might imagine, because people are taking vacation. A lot of our early visitors were shorter stays from people from Charlotte, basically. <laughs> a lot of visitors from the, from the region. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Winston-Salem, uh, a little bit South Carolina. As we project out into the future, it's more interesting, I guess. Uh, visitors from, you know, even some, some foreign visitors uh, as well as West Coast, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, but... Interesting people. We've been very fortunate that somehow we have not attracted a lot of strange characters. Uh, I'll I'll tell one story, uh, and I learned from this. So you can decide if you want to take same-day reservations. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm not booked for tonight. Do I want to say, yeah, up until a certain point we'll take 
that same day reservation. The risk in doing that is that maybe you didn't clean in time for them. You knew you didn't have someone checking in, so you were lazy and you're like, I'll clean tomorrow. So if you're gonna have same day reservations, be ready for it. Also, you can say we accept them until 10 p.m., 5 p.m., you know, whatever you choose. Mm -hmm. I had it on the later end, and what I quickly realized was that's like what prostitutes would prefer, that you would have (laughs) as late a check-in as possible, last minute. I'm I'm joking, but we had this one uh, request that I did, that I did not accept. We also don't do instant booking, so yeah. you have to actually come through the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and while he's pleasant in person, <laughs> she booked our place at five or six p.m. same day for that night. Yeah. And I was, or she requested, and I started to read. Thankfully, she had reviews, and they were. It was like you know. Tina, not her name, was was very nice. I thought it was strange that she re- rearranged all of our furniture, though. Okay. <laughs> Tina was nice, but I thought it was strange that she took two rocks out of our garden and replaced them with crystals. Tina was, <laughs> was super nice and quiet, but there was wax all over the floor, and we don't provide candles. What? And one kind of common denominator in all the stays was that she always booked same day in the evening. So she's either has a business of her own or comes to do seances at your house, offer (laughs) blessings. I don't know, but I just told her, I don't think this place is for you. And then the next day, I talked to my buddy who... Uh, it's a big, um, uh, he's a consultant to me, uh, or I go to him, I guess I should say, because he, he runs about 14 of these in Nashville. Oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, you need to change your settings to like, if you're going to do same day, like 10 AM, 11 AM, so that you're not getting opportunist Uh who need a place on short notice. You don't want to do that. Interesting. So that that uh, I think that was more than we bargained for there, John. Yeah, and that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Me too. The <laughs> things you learn the about you learn. the Airbnb world. But so that uh, what you led with there, which was not about Tina, uh, was that this is your first summer. Yes. So right, so you've been in Asheville two years as of yesterday. You this home is a August of eighteen. Mm-hmm. Did you move in in August? We did. And, and so what was the like what was because making it in Asheville right like obviously we have all these Airbnb questions but the dream is to buy right because there's also this real estate market that seems um, electric and and, uh, that we would love to participate in in some way whether or not we're running an Airbnb so uh, you you were probably shopping for that first year and then when your lease on your first apartment which we saw pictures of that looked really cute came up you were ready to go what was that process yeah. like and then setting this up so it's that whole kind of transition into being a buyer and and more yeah so to kind of go back a little bit i my grand vision um because i like to to dream but not 
uh, make things a reality. Oh. Was <laughs> it's kind of like to have a, like a a bed and breakfast or a retreat of some sort. Mm-hmm. But what I've discovered over the last couple of years, and kind of that time between when we moved here and bought this place, was that I I love to make small decisions, um, and so and it. I think there was a time where I would say, oh man, you know, somebody's doing it bigger and better mm-hmm. and, and whatever. But I think now I'm, I'm very much okay with like being myself and just taking the first step uh, because I can get overwhelmed with like, what should the end goal, like what should I be doing when I'm mm-hmm. 50 mm-hmm. or whatever. So... Uh, when we moved here, we knew we would rent. We didn't know for how long and just take our time to, uh, to look around, find place, neighborhoods we liked and just, just sift through, um, the million things that is hard to do from the outside if you're just coming. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, we, we stayed in our apartment for full year and and most of that time we were either we were looking in a number of different ways we were looking at possible business opportunities like from time to time i would look at bed and breakfast what i quickly realized was that Asheville is you know whether it's a business or a, or a, a home is very expensive or quite expensive and at least to us. And so a business was going to be out of the question pretty quickly, especially because with a bed and breakfast, that would kind of require Claire to be all on board as well. Mm. Most bed and breakfasts in the area run on a couple's sweat equity. They can't mm. afford to employ many people. So this is not necessarily Claire's dream to, the, to work in hospitality, to to have a bed and breakfast. So, um, that quickly kind of like narrowed and said, okay, well, what, what would be maybe another way to, for me to work in this arena, but not go all in. And that's where the, uh, live and work kind of situation Mm -hmm. began to emerge. And a friend of mine, um, was doing the similar thing. And so, I was able to kind of learn from him. And so we started looking at for places where we could rent part, live in part and have kind of a, an experience of like, all right, I'm basically a janitor is my, my day to day is basically like cleaning, doing laundry. Um, I already love to cook. So I, I cook, you know, I cook and shop for us and that kind of thing. It's not going to be exactly like having a bed and breakfast would be, but it'll give you a pretty good picture of the elements mm-hmm. that you would expect. So right now we're able to kind of feel it out and see if we want to go deeper into it. Either that means buy another property, perhaps outside of the city where the regulations are less stringent. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it's just great because it's, it's at a pace that feels doable. Mm-hmm. It's not overwhelming. 
but it's enough it's enough of an experience that you feel like you're going to take something away from it yeah so yeah in the last year leading up to buying the place that we were kind of thinking through big picture but also just hoping for an opportunity opportunity to come and how'd you find a brand new build like were you just driving around you saw uh of like a forklift or what not a forklift a plow yeah. or something <laughs> you know yeah. a truck the house is being delivered on a forklift <laughs> right? and we uh yeah no it was that uh my realtor and i were driving around mm-hmm. actually claire had sent us on a mission to look at a place that she had seen walking one day she's like go see if you can get in there and as we were driving around we saw this place which was probably two months or so out from being completed Mm -hmm. and uh we kind of broke in (laughs) you know you own it now you own it now right (laughs) it's okay uh it's it's easy to get in a house under construction because there's not locks on doors yet (laughs) typically so we we meandered around and it was quickly evident that oh this this place is being built for um a rental unit slash uh primary residence so we called the builder because we found his number in the uh on the permit or something Mm -hmm. and asked him because we assumed he was building it for somebody Mm -hmm. but he's like no this is a a spec house you know he's just building it because he bought this lot that he he was going to build three houses on Mm -hmm. um so the one beside us uh is one and we're the second and then the the third was later squashed because the other neighbor bought that lot but so he hadn't sold it to anybody which was surprising a lot of houses that that begin under construction in Asheville they sell as soon as the ground is broken mm-hmm. so we had the good fortune of of finding this um you know over the next we made an offer that day wow the first day we saw it wow uh, claire didn't even see it um but i shot a video yeah. and and we have, we had been looking for upwards of a year at that yeah. point so we were pretty dialed in to was this stuff built out because we're sitting in your first floor and it is like 10 out of 10 design wise <laughs> did you have input in this or was this already kind of done this was done um the builder's wife is kind of the design person and he's the construction person and we love the yeah. decisions they made yeah <laughs> uh yeah okay so we and i think if you would have asked me i was disappointed at the time that we could make a bunch of decisions but now looking back i'm very happy that we didn't have to make a, a ton of decisions because they made good ones and you don't really know it's hard to know what you really want uh, and they had they had a, a wealth of experience uh they've been doing this for 30 plus years mm-hmm. and so just having them do their thing and saying we like it let's figure out how to make this a reality mm-hmm. was was good in the end i think Wow, that's amazing. And did, yeah. you, did you guys make any changes? Like, I mean, you know, I'm looking at these lamps and they're awesome. Did you guys add those in or was that already there? Everything. I mean, Classic. everything yeah. that's wow. everything that's affixed to a wall from the, from the paint colors um, to the fixtures, 
was them. The only thing I'll show you later, we built in some bookcases upstairs was mm -hmm. the only thing we added. Wow. I kind of, I tried to beg him to do it and I thought I had him <laughs> convinced, but he wanted to be done with the house. <laughs> I understand. And so, so the house, uh, you guys can't see it, but maybe on, on the website we'll maybe show some pictures or at least, very least link to the Airbnb. The photos of the Airbnb, in my opinion, are stunning, like gorgeous. Uh, we've told friends and family to book it for our wedding stay, uh, wedding weekend. And when is when, when is that? September. So okay. they, no one's booked it yet. Which, or as of last time I checked. Okay. So that's going to change. I'm certain very shortly. But uh, I'd love to. It, I've understood that Airbnb in the past has come to take professional photos of rental properties. Did you take them? How are you thinking about getting this place booked? I know that you have a, you've mentioned a friend who's kind of being an advisor who has 14 mm -hmm. locations in Nashville. Clearly he's not doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, and can I throw, can I throw him out there? Yeah, of course. So the air Butler, the air Butler <laughs> full stop. So my, my friend Neil is, or has the business called the Air Butler, and Nashville, their regulations are a little less stringent. So, um, whereas here, you cannot, oh, another thing, you cannot have others uh, manage your property. Oh, wow. So, you have to be the person, theoretically, that's cleaning it, that lists it, et cetera. Oh, wow. in, in Nashville, um, they're making changes, but up until this point, you could have third parties do everything. Rent whole houses. Um, so people were starting to buy up blocks, you know, yeah. and out, foreign investors were buying up blocks and just renting them out. And so whole blocks of neighborhoods were turning into, you know, half homeowners and then half vacation rentals. Yeah. And so all that to say, um, the Air Butler... Uh, I've leaned on heavily to to help me understand what I'm doing here. And he's tra Travis Tyler, Neil, Neil, oh, Neil, wow, way off. Samson, Swenson, Swanson. Okay, all right. So Neil, right on. Well, uh, so he, he's helped. It seems uh, at least last time I looked, it looked like you were months of booked. Or, or you're presenting it as such. Maybe there's some open windows and you're like, I'm taking a break in between. Sure. Um, how are you thinking about getting people into your Airbnb? Yeah, so to answer your question about pictures, because it, it reminded me, uh, it's in a place like Asheville, I, I think it's hard to overstate that your money goes really far. It's, and like... Spend the money to make a great experience. Spend the money to have furniture that people like. Um, spend the money to get professional pictures. Because if you're booked, you won't care that you that you you're you know the start the the initial money to get going was a lot, but that quickly disappears in the first six months. Like if you can make an experience that people want to have. It'll be worth it over the next, you know, couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's it's money well spent. Airbnb used to come out 
if you were in an area they wanted to be in, yeah. they would come out for free and do professional photog- photography. They don't anymore. Seems like too many. Probably, yeah. Probably yeah. Be a whole different they'll business. still come out and they'll make it easy on you. They won't charge you per se, but they'll take percentages of your next mm. like 10 bookings. So they spread it out to make it real easy on you. The problem is they own that photography. Right. So you can't put it on VRBO or other sites. So we decided just to use the photographer so that we own the pictures. We wanted pictures of our house anyway. Yeah. So I would recommend that because it was comparable in price yeah. too. Yeah. Do you list on VRBO? No, but I, I, in the next few days, I hope to, I was, I was convinced that I should, yeah. even though, even though we're, we're booked up for two months yeah. right now, it's hard to convince me to do to, to do it because it's working, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But I'm told that it, the the more exposure you have, it kind of will raise. Mm-hmm. It can raise you up yeah. in a sense, and you can charge more in yeah. some circumstances. You can on VRBO. It's my understanding you can offset some of your tax burden, so you can build in you can build in a a, a line item for fees wow. where on Airbnb you can't. Yeah. So. It's a little more customizable, I think. Yeah. And I feel like I keep asking all the questions, but is there a, do you have your own website for the home? No, we don't. Um, A couple of things I've considered is, and really like, if you want to take this to a more professional level, Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense to create like an Instagram page, Mm -hmm. have, um, a way for your guests to stay in touch with them, mm-hmm. to to keep a log of who's been there, uh, to offer incentives to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, if in a in a way, if we had our own site, we could and drive traffic there. We would obviously not be paying the same fees to mm-hmm. Airbnb mm-hmm. that we do now. Yeah. And maybe your mix would be part Airbnb, part your own website. Yeah. So no, we don't. It's a, it's not a bad idea. Um, I tend to be complacent, I guess, because partly because like this is it's doing it's what it's I hoped. Yeah. Um, there will be a time, I think, either because of competition or other reasons, to like ratchet up mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. Um, to get an edge because yeah. it's getting harder or um, there's just too many out there yeah. and you gotta again differentiate love that so that uh, our first client in this business were helping to put on multiple platforms and build a their own kind of standalone website and so I wasn't sure where you were in that process it does seem like you have uh, no issue filling the space with a single, I guess, platform, which right. is a little different, I would say, than the person in St. George Island. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really cool. It's like the metaphor isn't driving for Uber and Lyft, but it's not not, mm-hmm. you know, and then somehow or another building your own, you know, black cab company where people call every time they're in Asheville, but that's not. It's a very different metaphor. The industries aren't the same. I think another reason why you might do it in Asheville is because there's a history of that. Asheville is 
a bed and breakfast town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's three on our street alone that we've seen. And it, and in addition to that, it's all it's always been for some time a business in the home kind of place. Mm-hmm. So there's an expectation um, that you know people are kind of uh, having a side hustle here, and so to have a website, I don't think would surprise anybody. And I think there would be enough traffic over time to direct people there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you offer a little bit of savings in, in some way because there's less uh, fees involved. And you could probably have enough clientele with time uh, to support that, I would think. Yeah. The Johnsons come every 4th of July. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you think about like, Growing up, you know, we were three hours from the beach. And if you found a beach house that you liked, you just go ahead and book Booked it every it. year yeah. when you checked out. Yeah. Um, Asheville is starting to have a reputation where, yeah, people just want to come every yeah. fall or, or whatever that might be. Um, and as the airport expands. Is it? <laughs> well, is I mean, it? We, <laughs> we joked that they sent an email last week that said they're getting, uh, what is it, Krispy Kreme? Or, uh, they're getting a Cinnabon, Cinnabon and an Auntie Anne's. Perfect. Which for context, there's only like one little coffee. one coffee shop and one restaurant in the mm-hmm. airport until now. And, now yeah. and then bear, they buried the lead and said a direct flight from LaGuardia also. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems more a little bit, I don't know. That's been tough, honestly, uh, in... Nashville, Tennessee, we, you know, the airport was great because we could get a direct flight to go see Claire's family in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. very easily. Even though we're closer to Pittsburgh here, it's almost harder to get there yeah. uh, because of the flight limitations. Uh, I, I do miss being able to you know, get to Denver in a couple hours mm-hmm. real easy, cheap. Uh, in addition to having a smaller port, you often pay more as well for mm. a worse product. Yeah. We got lucky in our little triangulation is Atlanta, which is a reasonable drive. And the cheap airline here, Allegiant, offers like $51 one way to Newark. Nice. My, my family's like 20 minutes from there, which is convenient. But, Definitely. But, you know, there's a, it's a funny plane. It's not... It's not what people are used Prop to. Plane. <laughs> sort yeah. of. I mean, it's a three by three, but it's it's still it's not your uh, TVs in the headrests and right. complimentary water vibe. It's not that. Yeah, we joke you pay for the seatbelt. <laughs> oh, you want a seatbelt? Twenty five. <laughs> oh man. Um. I mean, what else are you thinking? So, I mean, the next. It sounds like we got to next steps. Um, we got to the kind of origin story. Uh, what is what is kind of open? What do you think? I think that was a pretty good freaking first interview. What would you like to say? Now the floor is yours. Next steps uh, starts with being content for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I, I think it's easy to it's easy to be dissatisfied naturally, but also to compare yourselves to like friends or others who seem to be building Airbnb empires or, um, so, you know, some business of their own, but all of that is trade has a, you know, it's a trade off. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we have, um, you know, we're thankful for good work that we have and it's simple mm-hmm. and there's something to be said for keeping things simple. So I guess my advice would be, uh, you know, the grass isn't always greener and you might find yourself in a situation where perhaps you've got what you thought you wanted, but you're just overwhelmed. Mm. And so part of the Asheville kind of uh, vibe is to like, don't work too much. Like <laughs> you got to leave your, you got to leave some time to like be in Asheville to yeah. experience go it, go hiking. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody's accusing me of working too much right now, but uh, we've, we've got a balance to where we cover our costs um, and don't have a lot left over, but it also keeps things simple. So that's great too. It's a beautiful thing. Well, sage advice from John Hoppelspelt in the traditional way. Not the inverted <laughs> L-E that I'll do sometimes, or E-L. Uh, and so thank you, sir. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. You are our first guest. We look forward to having Claire. And then maybe... Good luck ma- getting Claire maybe the on both podcast. Of you. But uh, thank you, guys. We certainly hope you make it in Asheville. Oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> That's product placement. John is a pro. Uh, thank you. All right, let's kill it. We'll, we'll do something. Mike Scratch. All right, so that was episode three, interview one with John Hobble. I hope that you enjoyed it. We certainly had a blast recording it. Uh, and with that, we would say if there was anything in that episode that seemed to interest you, we have built out the best we can a web page about this episode. Just go to makingitinashville.com slash podcast and you'll see the john hopple interview right there for you and if anyone is coming to Asheville anytime soon we highly recommend that you check out the hopple's home Ooh, we'll have a link to their airbnb as well on that page the only other thing we'd say is if you are a local uh you have any ideas on who we might uh want to interview also go to making it in com. let us know We look forward to meeting more people, making more of these podcasts, and we'll see you on the next one. All right. Cheers. Cheers.